We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 10th, 2014. And uh, today, kind of a split study. Uh, I'm going to be covering first the horrific things going on in the Middle East, particularly with ISIS. What's just happened in the last week, you know, week to two weeks with this barbaric group of demon-possessed vessels of Satan. Uh, I wasn't even going to cover it today because I had so much to try to also update on the Ebola thing, which I will get to, but I really felt compelled to cover the ISIS thing first, just so we're aware of it. There's some people that uh, some Christians that may not be aware of what's going on over there, and um, there are some, there is some good news, and I'll, I'll kind of be reporting on that along the way as well, regarding some progress of beating these devils back over there in the Middle East, but um, this is some of the most gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching material um I've ever covered, I just, it's just so hard to comprehend the absolute total satanic demon possession of these, of these people at the highest ranks of Islam being the most fundamental to their faith, because radical Islam is fundamental Islam, they are being fundamental to what the Quran tells them to do, to kill, to slay, to behead the infidel, to um, using Muhammad as their example, to take uh, child brides, um, who is their leader, you know, obviously, took Aisha at the age of six. And their depravity and their wickedness is only growing stronger, it seems. They're only getting more emboldened. They're not... They're they're not... drawing back, they're not laying, they're putting the pedal to the metal, and they're proud, they're, they're, they're tweeting this stuff, they're, they're showing these images, they're, they're showing these videos, and they, I guess to try to, to supposedly instill fear in the masses that don't, don't you mess with us, look at how evil and wicked we are, and this is what will befall you if you go against us, type of, of, beyond satanically bullying mentality. And, um, again, if we don't know about this type of stuff, we don't know to pray against it. And I'll I'll be getting into some Bible verses, I believe, that relate to these types of... I I believe, for the absolute most part, totally unredeemable, demon-possessed vessels of wrath fitted, which means prepared ahead of time, for God's destruction. The God, God hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. I mean, the Bible says that. The wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. The Bible talks about the wheat and the tares. Now, I know it's not our job to, to always say, <clears throat> well, there you can't say he's unredeemable. You don't know, but you shall know them by their fruit as well. And somebody that can do these types of atrocities, I truly believe has crossed any type of line that would have ever been offered to them. Um, 
<clears throat> they have had their conscience seared with a hot iron. They have been turned over to a reprobate mind, like the Bible talks about in Romans 1. Uh, I, I, I mean, I've just trying to cover this material, I've broken down twice to even try to get through it. I mean, weeping bitterly over this. It's just, you know, especially you start to involve little children. It's just... It's just incomprehensible. The wickedness. And it's such a combination of, like, you wanting to just bawl your eyes out, and then at the same time, having all this righteous indignation over this wickedness. Particularly when you see it done to children. I mean, Jesus said that if you offend one of these little ones that believeth in me, it is better than a millstone be hung about your neck and you be cast into the midst of the sea. And this goes so far beyond offending. You know, this goes... We'll, we'll, we'll get into some of this. It's just... You're not going to believe this stuff if you haven't heard it. It's just, it's incomprehensible. <clears throat> so, I present this information so that we can pray about it. And, um, <clears throat> take it to the Lord in prayer. <clears throat> if there's, uh, that organization Rescue Christians is trying to get these people out of there. I've had some links for them, um, and I have mixed feelings about our own government, obviously, because they're funding so many of so much of the time they've literally funded these radical terrorist groups that have been overthrowing these governments so that they can install their more radicalized Islamic puppet dictators that America can more, well, I just shouldn't say, I don't want to blame all of America, but I mean people like Obama and his handlers can more easily control and to more easily bring about World War III. They want to create, remember, it's all about order out of chaos. And the more radicalized um, leaders, Islamic leaders that you have in place in these Middle East governments, the more chaos they're going to create, obviously. And the more um, death and destruction and hell will follow them. And this is what Satan wants. This is about destroying innocents, killing um, <clears throat> innocent people, death, destruction, where the devils and demons literally feed off all of this negative energy, this murder, this death, this chaos, this mayhem. This is what they feed, this is what they like. And their followers, because they are of their father, the devil, and of his works, and of his lust, they will do. They like it too. Like, the Bible says at the end of Romans, that, you know, they take, they not only do those things, but they take pleasure in them that do them. Makes them feel better about themselves. Hey, you know, the gang's all here. We're all, we're all wicked. We're all this one wicked, happy band of wickedness that has no conscience whatsoever. And here we are, Satan. We're here to serve you. We're here to show you our zeal for, for the, the, the devil fallen angel Allah. And, and, that's, and that's what they're all about.
So I'm going to go ahead and play about three short videos from CNN. And even they're being forced. It's so bad over there that even it seems like the lamestream media is being forced. And maybe, maybe it's just God's mercy on those people over there that this is not going to be suppressed, that it's so flagrant, so in your face, so just out of control, crazy, that God is 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 um, even using lamestream media to, to... And this they're not the only ones reporting on this, okay? I didn't hear about this first from them. This is just mere confirmation of the reports from alternative media. Maybe that has forced the hand through God's mercy, for them to actually report on this and for our own government to start acting on this, even though we helped to create these radicalized terror groups. Not we, I don't want to blame like my listeners or whatever. I mean, through Obama, through um, the world government, through the, the puppet masters there, you know, they've helped to create these organizations. So this is the first report. This is a guy named Max Foster from Royal Television Society... Uh, news channel. Militant group ISIS is currently on a murderous march across the war-torn nations of Iraq and Syria. They say they're determined to establish a new order in the region, pairing almost unspeakable violence with an attempt to redraw the Middle East along sectarian lines. Halagrani reports, we should warn you, that some of the images in this report are disturbing. The headings, crucifixions, mass executions, and strict Sharia law. This I mean, they're putting this stuff, these are all images coming from them. They're not trying to hide it. They take pride in this. They glory in their shame, as the Bible says. They, they, there's, no, um, <clears throat> there's no organization on earth. You don't even see the Catholic pedophile priests putting pictures of them up in their, you know, pedophilic, you know what I mean, you don't even see them doing that. They wouldn't even think about doing that. And I'm not justifying the Catholic Church. I'm just saying that that these these dudes, these these vessels of Satan, they they love it, man. They they take such pride and and they glory in their evil shame, things that you would think they would want to keep from the world, um, so that they wouldn't be so demonized. Even though the lamestream media has done their best to demonize Israel and, and, and anyone that would really go against these these people. I mean, what they've done, how they've taken over in a lot of Eastern um, Europe and these types of things in Europe in general, and wherever they move in, all of the evil that always ends up following, the murders, the rapes, the, the just the, the evil that always follows Islam, I mean, right down the line, never fails. Because the religion is so evil that it can produce nothing but evil fruit. And they totally glory in their shame. It's just, it's amazing how flagrant this is. Is the reality thousands of Syrians and Iraqis are facing under the heavy hand of the militant group ISIS, which now calls itself the Islamic State. In Syria, IS has consolidated its control over several towns along the Euphrates River in the east, at times through brute force, and also through the capitulation of local leaders, sometimes forced to embrace the order the group provides. In Iraq, ISIS has pushed its way into cities along the Tigris River. It captured the northern city of Mosul, executing large numbers of Iraqi troops 
and demonstrating how little control the gun. Well, and the, what they're doing is they're showing blurred images of just the, the just the piles of bodies that these people, and yet they're showing them doing their you know their praying to Mecca garbage that they have to do. And this is the thing that's so uh, one of the aspects of this this devil death cult that is so um, vexing infuriating is the fact that they try to come off like they're the superman moral police of the planet that they are the only ones that knows what true morality and true goodness really is and under that banner they have the audacity to go around and rape and in and steal and kill and behead and i'm, I'm talking little children on up to do all manner of wickedness all under the name of Allah because that's okay and that's moral because they're doing it for Allah. And then they want to impose their own brand of morality at the, at basically either you, you adopt this, you adopt Islam, you adopt our brand of morality, Sharia law and these types of things, or you die. It, it's, it's the hypocrisy of this death cult is unlike anything I have ever seen on planet Earth. ...government actually has in maintaining order. ISIL is no longer simply a terrorist organization. It is now a full-blown army seeking to establish a self-governing state through the Tigris and Euphrates valleys in what is now Syria and Iraq. It now controls much of eastern Syria. In January, in Iraq, it moved into Ambar province, taking control of Fallujah. And on June 10th, it moved on Mosul. At the end of June, the Islamic State declared much of that territory a caliphate, from Aleppo province in Syria to Diyala province in Iraq. They also declared a caliph, or a head of state, the once elusive Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. Very few photos had ever surfaced of Baghdadi, but then in early July he emerged in a... And these are the kind of devils they're showing this guy that, that Christians should be praying against. Because he's the head of the snake in this particular caliphate. Now, I understand. There's people higher up than him. I get that. Okay, but the head of the snake, whenever you can lop that off, is always going to cause um, problems with whatever little snakes are below him that are following his lead. And I understand, yeah, there'll just be one other guy to take his place. But, um, obviously, if you're going to war... And you can take out generals instead of just foot soldiers. And I'm talking about from a biblical sense. If you were going against um, Satan in a war, it would be more advantageous to take out his the, the highest ranking people in his leadership uh, than to take out foot soldiers. From a prayer standpoint, that's what I'm talking about. Slickly produced video at a mosque in Mosul. On the battlefield, not much has changed in recent weeks, but... The Islamic State made headlines when it started destroying ancient historic sites like the Shrine of Jonah in Mosul. I mean, they totally obliterated Jonah's tomb. But the Islamic State made it clear they intend to have a long-term impact. Halagarani, CNN, London. Anything to get attention. They remind me of satanically possessed three-year-old murderous devils that just want to do anything that they want to do and anything they can do to get attention and to try to instill fear to let the whole world know what big bad devils they really are. I mean, this is so 
uh, satanically, it's at the same time infantile. The way that they behave and act is just, it's incomprehensible. Desperation on a mountaintop. Kurdish civilians, some clearly wounded, baking in the August sun. This little girl crying, I lost my sister and brother, where is my mother? With every passing day, Kurdish officials say more people die here of dehydration and exposure to the extreme August heat. Kurdish officials say tens of thousands of people from the Yazidi religious minority fled to this mountain ridge to escape ISIS militants who recently captured the nearby town of Sinjar. ISIS have the Yazidis surrounded. The trapped people relying on airdrops of vital water and food delivered by the U.S. and Iraqi air forces. Kurdish TV released this footage of a helicopter delivering assistance to the same area. A lucky few make it on board the flight to safety. Their faces pretty much say it all. Not far away, ISIS militants have been celebrating their latest advances, showing off their control of the Mosul Dam, a strategic piece of Iraqi infrastructure. If it breaks, it could flood all the way down to the capital, Baghdad. Further east, U.S. airstrikes appear to have slowed the ISIS advance, bombing suspected ISIS positions just west of the Zab River, just 20 minutes' drive away from Erbil. Kurdish officials relieved and thankful for the U.S. intervention. We are most grateful and express our gratitude and deep, deep appreciation for President Obama and the U.S. administration and for the courageous U.S. Army and airmen who are now patrolling the skies of Iraq and Iraqi Kurdistan. U.S. air power has given the Kurdish administration in Erbil the opportunity to bolster its defenses around this fragile sanctuary in the north, where hundreds of thousands of Iraqis fled to escape the ISIS advance. Ivan Watson, CNN, Erbil, in Iraqi Kurdistan. Now, I understand that there's some reports out there that are saying things like, well, um, this isn't... You know, Obama literally helped to create ISIS, which is true, and now he's going against them. But that's a big tenet of the Illuminati. They control both sides of the narrative. They control both sides of the conflict, just like Democrat-Republican. They're both controlled by the same puppet masters. Now, if things get too out of control, as they have done, um, and then... Obama wants to go in and look like the good guy. You know, in this case, I don't, it's not, I shouldn't say don't care, but anything they can do to get help to those people, you know, even if it's for a photo op, like saying, oh, look, we, we went in and saved the day and stuff like that. Well, anything to help these people, you know, I'm for it at, at this point. Um, uh, and the soldiers going in there to fight against these devils, you know, God bless their righteous efforts, you know, at, at this point, because any, they're not getting help um, any other place. And when America started to intervene, it seems like that's what has already started to turn the tide there. So please understand, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to cover, I'm trying to be, have balance here. I understand that, that Obama is, is behind a ton of, of um, 
what's gone on in the Middle East and installing their, their more radicalized puppet dictators and what's went on in Syria and all of these other governments that have been toppled. And we have actually, uh, America has actually been funding the more radicalized versions of these things. But um, I'm, I'm still very happy to see that they're uh, getting, and I do believe that, that I, some reports say nothing's really happening. Well, okay, I mean, are you... 100% positive about that because, I mean, there's reports coming out of there now. We're going to get into one thing that um, there are some positive things happening as a result of this um, American intervention at this point. So, um, let's go to the next video now. Labeled devil worshippers by their enemies, the Yazidis have been targeted for centuries. 2007, hundreds were killed in massive truck bombs in northwest Iraq. Al-Qaeda was blamed. Today, tens of thousands... More fruit of Islam and Al-Qaeda, who we helped to create through CIA methods. It's been all documented. Um, now, granted, we're not... It's not like we're the guys, like, with the guns, like, dressed up like Muslims over there, but when you fund them, when you help to create them, when you, when you help to arm them, <laughs> these, these just vessels of Satan, you know, you're playing a big part in that. And, um, but again, controlled crisis, you know, uh, brings about a controlled outcome, and this is what, this is what uh, the Illuminati has attempted to do through um, helping to form and funding these super, super radicalized jihadist Islamic organizations that are in play now. Now, these are the, the Yazidis, and these are the ones that in the previous video you heard crying. They were on top of this mountaintop, and that they um, uh, were starving up there. They were surrounded by ISIS. They've been up there. They're baking in the hot heat, and they haven't been able to get aid through. So this is who they're in reference to here. In this report, since fear starvation as they hide in the mountains near their base of Mosul, this time running from ISIS. The Yazidis are ethnic Kurds. They are considered a sect that draws from Christianity, Islam, and an ancient Persian faith. We are not a Muslim religion. We are Yazidi. We believe in one God as everybody believes, and in seven angels, uh, and the head of the angels we call Tau Sumalek. Translated as the Peacock Angel, Yazidis believe they were derived from Adam, but not Eve. So, I mean, they're a cult, okay? I mean, they believe in God and seven angels. They're a combination of Zoroastrianism, Judaism, and Christianity. They worship angels. They, they believe they don't come from Eve, but Adam. How does that work? You know? I mean, Adam uh, didn't give birth as far as I can see. So, I mean, it's, they're, they're a cult. And that's really is what is super mega tragic when you have, and I just saw the numbers over there. I mean, in Iraq, the vast majority of people that would be considered, it's like 90, ugh, 99% um, Islamic. You have that type of, of, of is Islamic ratio, you just, I mean, you're going to be dead. It's, it's a matter of time unless God supernaturally intervenes to protect you. Um, they're eventually going to come for you. They, they're going to be fundamental sects 
of Islam that believes they have to slay, kill the infidel, and they're doing Allah's work, uh, as the Quran commands them to do. So it's just a matter of time. And um, so these Yazidis, they're, they're some kind of really hodgepodge, pseudo-Christian cult-type thing. But what's really sad is when you have people like this, and then the majority over there are affiliated with Catholicism, of, I guess, what they're lumping in as Christians. I believe there's very, very few true Christians over there. Um, and they're dying just like a regular Christian would die. And what's really sad is when you have a Christian that thinks they're a Christian, that thinks they're going to heaven dying, and then they end up in hell because they believed a false gospel. They 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 chose, um, and I understand they're brought up, and it's all they've ever known. And, and, and that's what's super sad about it. And they die basically trusting in this cult belief system uh, of, I'm sure, works and... and this is what all cults are essentially based on. I mean, even you look at Islam. What what are their works that the most radical fundamental ele- uh, elements are? Well, you got to kill and destroy and, and kill and rape and behead and to make Allah happy. And and then you know maybe you'll be uh, get lucky and be a martyr, and then you'll have your seventy two virgins and white skinned boys in paradise. So even that's works based. Um, all. All isms of the world, uh, Catholicism, Islam, um, Zoroastrianism, you name it, Mormonism, they're all based on works, their their core belief system. Whereas true Bible-believing Christianity says you're saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And if you don't know about that free gift, go to my webpage at contendingfortruth.com, one word, contendingfortruth.com, and click on the True Salvation tab and listen to those audios in the orders I have them, in the order I have them listed, and that'll walk you right through the whole process. So, not really process, but just all the aspects of getting saved and baptism and then afterward overcoming these types of things. So, uh, yeah, it's really sad when you have these people being persecuted for a false faith. And yet they're treated just like probably any other born-again Christian would be treated. And that's, it's gut-wrenching. Most sacred site in Lalish, north of Mosul. They're expected to make at least one pilgrimage here during their lifetime. Iraq has an overwhelming Muslim majority, 99% at last count, 0.8% are Christian. Only a tiny fraction are Yazidi, with at least 500,000. They're considered one of the smallest minorities in the country. They are very peaceful and they are very friendly. And also, as you, as you saw, they like the coalition forces. Several hundred Yazidis live in Lincoln, Nebraska. This amateur footage shows them protesting this week outside government offices, calling for action in Iraq. The same call outside the White House. Yazidi women are being raped, they're being kidnapped, they're being imprisoned. Where where are the Christians? You know, I mean, I understand they have a lot of um, vested interest in this because they're, you know, but, you know, I, I just feel like that Christians should be more proactive regarding this type of stuff. But they're not, 
you know, either they're burying their head in the sand about this type of stuff for the most part. They're not hearing it from their 501c3 corporate pastors and these types of things. There's just not a lot of, I, I just don't ever really see any kind of public outcry from corporate Christianity because they're so cozied up with the government big brother IRS system with that corporate charter that they've got to be very careful what they say and do or they might lose that. And, um, you know, I know you could say I beat that debt, that horse a, a million times, but it's true. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's big reason why they, they keep their mouth shut. And then also it's not popular. No, we don't want to get into that. We just want to hear about the love of God and, and, um, we don't want to get into any of this, you know, stuff like this. And, uh, but I tell you, if they had a boot across their own throat or sword to their own throat, they, they changed their tune real quick, you know, and, and these people, um, you know, they're they're and although mis, misguided regarding their religious beliefs, you know the Lord made them, and 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 um, they need to be they need to be saved, and they do deserve our compassion. And I just I, I just don't see a lot of public outcry for mainstream Christianity over issues like this and, and against Islam. I mean, that's where the, the focus really needs to be, you know. And Islam's creeping in here, and just through the help of our government and through the help of the silence of the, of, of the uh, churches. And, and it's going, this is coming to our, or wherever you're at, this is probably coming to you eventually if things don't, um, if things progress the way they've been progressing. A Yazidi member of the Iraqi parliament pleads for help. <laughs> Warning of genocide. A people scattered and on the run, but they are fast running out of places to hide. Paula Hancock's CNN at Okay, so that those are those few videos. Just to kind of get you up to speed a little bit. Now I'm going to get into some of the other stuff that's really... Some of it's being reported, but but not all of it. This report is entitled "Crucified and Beheaded by the Islamic Caliphate Monsters." Iraq descends into an apocalypse as the Islamic State fanatics butcher all non-believers. Um, he told us that either we become Muslims or they would kill us all. Said Falah, the mayor of the village, made made up mainly of the ancient Yazidi sect we just heard about. Uh, we we offered money, but they would not accept it. The deadline the people of Kosho have to meet is midday today. Now, this is just came out today. Uh, since the residents refuse to betray their faith, and I mean, they're willing to die for a faith that's only going to get them into hell, unfortunately. And again, that's, that's incredibly sad, man. You know, he said it is feared an entire village of about 2,500 innocent people might be slaughtered in cold blood. And again, they're getting worse by the day. These, these ISIS devils. The Bible says in Psalm 37, 14, I did a lot of just little keyword searches as things, as I got convicted as I was reading through all the stuff. Psalm 37, 14 says, The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of an upright conversation. These people, by all accounts, are very nice people. 
They're not trying to mess with anybody. They're not being warlike. They're very peaceful people. You know, but that to, to, to a, uh, Islamic jihadist, all that means is that you're just an easier, uh, more appetizing target. So, this is what the wicked want to do. They, they love this stuff. And Islam is the perfect religion for them. Going back to the report, it says, if we did not have families, we would try to escape. The stoical Falah told me yesterday, but we have lots of women here and many children, along with old men and women of the village. How could we leave them? This is thought to be the first time these blood-drenched fanatics who delight in boasting of their barbarism and posting sickening murderous videos on social media have threatened to wipe out an entire village. Even by their own chilling standards, redrawing the Middle East map with with a rampage of rage, beheadings, and revolting crucifixions, this marks a new low. I mean, they're getting worse. This is not getting better. <sighs> Iraqi children, next report. Iraqi children thrown from mountaintops to keep their to keep them from Islamic State terrorists. Can you imagine being trapped on top of a mountain, dying slowly of thirst and knowing only the thing that awaits upon descent is certain death or capture? This is exactly what is reportedly happening at Mount Sinjar in Iraq. These are the Yazidis that you heard about in the first report. The, from the Washington Post it says, now this is Washington Post, uh, stranded on a barren mountaintop, thousands of minority Iraqis um, are faced with a bleak choice. Descend and risk slaughter at the hands of the encircled Sunni extremists, or sit tight and risk dying of thirst. Humanitarian agencies said Tuesday that between... I mean, and if, if you're on a mountaintop and you have no protection, they've got no protection up there, and if the sun's blazing down on you, the August heat, you're not going to live a long time without water. You know, it's not going to be the standard three days where you can go without water. I've done three-day, no food, no fast, but that wasn't me, like, (laughs) baking in the hot sun. That was me, like, laying real low and not doing a whole lot of anything. That's really tough to do it, even um, in those circumstances where everything is perfect and ideal. I mean, your kidneys start screaming at you, depending on the person. I mean, mine, probably after the second day, going into that third day. You start, wow, I didn't know that's where the kidneys were located. You know what I mean? You literally start feeling the organs, the kidneys themselves. They'll start screaming at you. And I can't imagine, you know, being on a baking mountain, windy, no water, no shelter, no nothing. Um, So, the humanitarian agency says Tuesday that between 10,000 and 40,000 civilians remain trapped on Mount Sinjar since being driven out of the surrounding villages in the town of Sinjar two days earlier. But the mountain that had looked like a refuge is becoming a graveyard for their children. Unable to dig deep into the rocky mountainside, displaced families said that they have buried young and elderly victims of the harsh conditions in shallow graves, their bodies bodies covered with stones. I've included some pictures in this PDF that I normally wouldn't include. I mean, they're not... They're not, um, like... I'm not showing any beheadings or stuff like that, but there's some bad pictures of, like, the one where you'll see them taking the children's bodies and kind of, like, um, 
they're on the mountain and they're, they're dead children's bodies and they're putting them in one spot. I guess they're going to try to bury them. And, you know, this is what's going on up there. Uh, yeah, the shallow graves, their bodies covered with stones. An Iraqi government planes attempted to airdrop out of water to the mountain on Monday, but um, reached few of those maroon. Now, this was Monday. Okay, now, uh, just bear with me here. The dire situation has caused some families to make a seemingly incomprehensible decision. Forced with the bleak realization of their children dying of thirst or possibly being captured by the Islamic State, um, also known as the ISIS militants, parents are making the unthinkable decision to throw their own children from the top of the mountain to end their suffering and bring about a quicker and possibly more humane death. Why would parents make such a choice? We cannot assume what is going on through their minds. Meaning, don't judge because you're not in their shoes. Okay, But here is one recent example of one of the many possible reasons one Islamic animal recently announced his coming marriage to a seven-year-old child in Syria. This is in Syria. One would question whether the situation in Iraq is much different, and it's not. Islam's prophet married Aisha at the age of six. This is... Muhammad, it's in the writings, few things are more abundantly attested in the Islamic law than the permissibility of a child marriage. Now, we have a picture of this Islamic animal with his soon-to-be child bride, and he's laughing, he's got a microphone, he, um, he's laughing, he's got the Islamic ISIS flag, black flag in the background, and there's this poor, little, cute, seven-year-old girl that he's got his arm around him, and they've got the old black Islamic jihad flag wrapped around her. Poor little thing. The expression on her face is enough to break your heart. Just pitiful. Just, I didn't, when I saw this picture, I didn't know what it was at first. I didn't realize this guy, this, this vessel of Satan from the pit of stinking hell, was up here laughing and joking about how he's going to marry this kafar, meaning she's an infidel, she's an unbeliever in Islam, little Syrian girl. Probably had her parents both killed. Okay, sorry, I had to pause it there for, I got interrupted. Um, anyway, back to, back to what we were talking about here. Um, going back to the main report. So we're looking at this this picture here of this, um, <laughs> I don't even know what you'd call him, this, this devil with his arm around this little pitiful seven-year-old girl who's, you can just tell she's been bawling, on the verge of crying, and you got all these, these Muslims in the background, and I just, it's so unbelievable how they just glory in this wickedness and evil and that they have no they're so devoid of compassion and empathy or sympathy they have no it's it's not in them it, it's so um I, I almost i guess it would be foreign to them that emotion of mercy they're you know and if you don't show mercy you're not going to obtain it and in th these um <laughs> It's just incomprehensible. So we go further, and the one um, wonderful thing I had to report on is that I did some more exploring in this, 
And here was a tweet sent out, and it's from a, a man, uh, Raju <laughs> Paralikar, and it says, This is the ISIS terrorist who forced uh, to recite the surah and then got married to the seven-year-old girl in Iraq. He died a dog's death by the Iraqi army. And it shows this guy, he's dead in the back of a, of a pickup truck, and he's holding his head up. I posted the picture. I mean, it's really not too graphic. It's not like he's got his head cut off or anything. But he, you can tell it's the same guy. I mean, he looked for, I said, man, he looks familiar. Isn't it the same guy? So this guy got his just desserts real quick. And um, evidently at the hands of the Iraqi army. So even there's some some people, even I mean, even if they're Islam, there's certain sects. You know, the problem that I don't see is that you have all of these people that say, oh, we're, we're moderate, we don't go in for this stuff. Then why aren't you protesting this in mass? What is going on by the more radical jihadist elements? Well, because deep down you're going to go along with whatever you're going to be doing most likely or forced to do when this same radical Islamic element, whether it's ISIS, whether it's Hamas, whether it's Muslim Brotherhood, whatever, whenever that gets to your town, you're going to go along with it. And secretly, a lot of these people um, want this, and they're sent in, and this is part of the Islamic thing, they, they put in the supposed moderates to act as cover for the more radical elements. They they house them, they protect them, they, they can come and present a supposed voice of sanity. You know, this is why, if, if you listen to, uh, ever listen to Sean Hannity, which I don't advise, he has, he has been doing this thing the last week where he's been over in Israel and giving their perspective of the story, which I do appreciate. But he always has these guests on that are like, you know, pro-abortion, pro-Islam, and he lets them argue their asinine points over and over, and he gives them a platform for wickedness. And it's like he does it every single day. And I question, why on God's green earth would you allow evil a voice? And you and kind of can understand once in a while, but it's every single day, basically. And then I'll have another guest on, and they'll get into a big argument in, in whatever. He'll try to debate them. And you, you can't win trying to debate evil. They will always have some devil excuse, some um, evil justification, or they'll just flat out lie. That's one of the main things that they do. They just flat out lie. They, they lie and deny all of these things that are flagrantly obvious that they're caught red-handed doing, oh, no, that didn't happen. That, that, no, no, this didn't, no. You're a liar. So I, I, I mean, if I was ever doing that stuff, I would never give, give evil a platform for um, a voice for evil. To, to let them try to brainwash other people that might be on the fence about something and, and hear them and say, oh, well, you know, they got a good point. No, I wouldn't do that. Uh, but, um... Yeah, this guy's dead in the back of the truck. It's the same guy. It looks like the same guy who took this seven-year-old um, um, little... I, I just pray for that little girl. Who, I mean, only God knows what happened to her. Uh, hopefully, uh, Lord willing, God intervened and, and maybe she they, they rescued her. I, I hope so. 
Um, I mean, considering if this guy was dead, maybe they were able to, to rescue her. And um, how pitiful. But when you see these pictures, it's just ugh, just gut-wrenching. Anyway, Islamic tradition records that Muhammad's favorite wife, favorite wife, <laughs> what a sick, Aisha was six when Muhammad wedded her and nine when he consummated the marriage. Now see, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Okay, Psalm 11, verse 3. Well, Islam was nothing but pedophilic wickedness from its inception. So, when its adherents do even more wickedness than even Muhammad committed, it shouldn't be any surprise. They're just following Allah and their, and their leader. They're being more zealous for Allah through their wicked actions. Their um, Quran says in its Bukhari 7.62.88, which is a book, evidently, of the Quran, it said the Prophet wrote the marriage contract with Aisha while she was six years old and consummated his marriage with her while she was nine years old and she remained with him for nine years till his death. So, this is the example that's being laid down. Girls as young as nine year, years old are eligible to be married if the signs of puberty are visible, said the chairman of the Council of Islamic Ideology. Hey, listen, they're basically, I mean, I've heard anything pretty much goes, particularly with temporary marriages. Three-year-olds, you know, told the story about that Ayatollah guy, and, um, you know, Nine, nine is just a number. They're, they're, um, if, if you're considered, um, if you have what they call a temporary marriage, or if you're considered kafar, an infidel, from an infidel family, you know, anything goes. They can do whatever. And, and um, that's, that's the reality of it. Now, when I saw this picture, I did some keyword searches of this, of this devil, this dead devil in the, in the back of this uh, thing, the one that had taken the seven-year-old. Um, I found this verse, evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate righteousness shall be desolate. So I thought that was a good verse um, um, for this particular picture. And then Psalm 139.19 says, Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, wherefore ye bloody men. God's going to slay the wicked. God says he hates the wicked. Okay, oh no, God is love, he loves everybody. Well, God hates the wicked, and he hates wickedness, okay? And God hath made all things for himself, even the, wick, even the wicked for the day of evil. So, I mean, you know, that's the way it goes. And that's what the Bible says. So, there's balance with God. Yes, God is love, infinite love, and, and ever merciful, but there is a limit as well. And, and um, if you choose wickedness and, and seek evil, well, you know, there's consequences. Isaiah 11.4 says, But with the righteous shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. When God judges wickedness, good things always happen. 
do you think the wicked like being judged? No, but that's the only thing they're, that they need. A wicked, let's say a wicked person, an unredeemable wicked person that has no hope of redemption. They're vessels of wrath fitted or prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. They go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. That's what the Bible says about the wicked. The wicked will do wickedly. Okay, these are unredeemable vessels of wrath of Satan. Okay, um, when God judges that, good things always happen. The Bible says in Psalm 64, but God shall shoot at, the, shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. All men shall fear and the men shall flee and shall declare the work of God for they shall wisely consider of his doing. And the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in him and all the upright in heart shall glory. So see, good things happen when God judges wickedness. If you haven't heard my teaching on Psalm 64, I'll give you a link later on here, but just key in Psalm in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com because imprecatory prayers are part of the Bible. And you're not praying them so much because you're wanting to seek vengeance, but that God would, by God dealing with the wicked, and also, if you think about it, it's really the devils and demons, fallen angels and these types of things operating through wicked human vessels. Because our battle's not against flesh and blood. But when God deals with that element, good things always happen. You know, and people get saved, and God's name is glorified, and the righteous are protected. So let's go further. A kafar is an unbeliever in Islam or an infidel, and has no human value in Islam. They can be exploited for their skills, for sex, for slavery, or anything, or just killed off. Muslims believe that they have great rewards in heaven for killing kafars. Boy, I bet you this devil had a rude awakening when he plunged into hell. Hey, this isn't what I signed up for, Satan. Oh, well, you were deceived and deluded, my demonic brethren. Sorry, I lied to you. I'm the father of lies. That's what I do best, as Satan would say to him. Boy, there's a special place in hell for somebody that, that does stuff like this. Marrying off little girls and, and, and butchering and killing people just because they won't convert to a devil death cult. Boy, it's... No mercy shown. The photo was published on a Twitter by a Muslim user who professes to be an ISIS militant marrying a seven-year-old kafar. Now, this is the first photo that where he's there, and you know, um, when force when a forced conversion takes place, the victim is first forced to be recite the Quran to make the pedo marriage halal, meaning it's. It's good, it's fitting, it's it's Islamically approved, like halal meat. I don't buy anything if I see any type of that halal thing on a um, package. I don't buy it. If it's meat, they literally have to, be, they're supposed to be playing, um, I believe, Allah Akbar. God is great. Their, their version of Allah is great as they're sacrificing the meat. A lot of times they'll just play it. I, I don't want cursed meat. I don't want it. Okay, so I, I, and I've done that. If you key in halal, H-A-L-A-L, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, I've done studies on this. So this is, this is they, they have to, uh, the, the victim, in this year case, the seven-year-old girl has to recite the Quran to make the pedo marriage halal according to Sharia law. 
You sick devils. Imagine if you were in the shoes of this poor little girl. Who can protect her? There is no one to protect her. Well, thank God, hopefully she's in... I'm hoping, praying she's in good hands at this point. I don't know. On the contrary... And this is just one little girl this is being done to. Then you get into the genital mutilation. And then the way women are treated in general in the Islamic religion. Oh, I mean, it, it is just... It, what gets me is when I see women from like European and American and they, they willingly want to convert to this. They want this. I can't imagine a more repressive, evil environment to live in as a woman. I mean, if you ever seen that show, Not Without My Child, with Sally Fields in it, about that, where that she was married to that, I don't know, Iranian doctor, and he ended up kidnapping their, their little girl and taking her back to Iran, and, and uh, or I, he goes back and she comes with the, the, the girl, and oh my word. Gives you a little slice of the barbaric, repressive, satanic environment that women in particular would have to live in. I can't imagine wanting that, knowing, I mean, just being like a free American, not even a Christian, but I mean, as a free American, and then wanting to put yourself into that kind of, of devil bondage, knowing the fruit that that evil death cult produces. I mean, I can't imagine anybody with half a brain in their head, any woman, wanting that. I mean, I'm not being derogatory, speaking against them, I just I don't understand it. It just doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, um, on the on the contrary, Qatar and Saudi Arabia have been feeding this beast for ages. Turkey and Kuwait has joined in the caliphate support, while mosques all across the West collect donations for this monster to grow and expand. That's why I have no... The, the, the whole moderate Islamic, they're just as much to blame as anyone else. They're not doing anything to... No, secretly, most of them are saying, Ah, good. This is what we want. We're just posing as the, as, as the good guys of Islam. We're posing as the moderate ones. All we are is cover for what's really coming. And that's the truth. They're collecting donations for these monsters to grow. And then the oil money that, you know... A lot of that's funded through America, just on the oil that we buy, even though we have plenty here that they're not even tapping into. And that's not even considering all of the, all of the free energy alternative things they've totally suppressed. Cars that run on water. That guy was killed. That's just one of them. Carburetors back in like the 70s that got 400 some miles per gallon. Oh no, all that's done away with. We gotta make sure we're dependent on these devils for oil and gas. When we have tons here that we're not even, we're, we're literally capping or pumping right back into the ground. Up in Alaska and in other places. It's all by design. So it's like almost like we're funding our own destruction in that regard as well. And I mean, I'm as guilty as anyone else because, I mean, you know, you go to the gas pump, what are you going to do? I mean, I guess you could go convert your car to, like, natural gas or propane or, or whatever. I guess that's an option. 
I don't know. It, it's just, it's, I think Satan's always trying to get us to do things to, to literally, um, defile our, our temples and to, to defile, to, 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 you know, for us to spend money places that's going to wicked, you know, wicked either people or organizations and things of this nature. Uh, I, I think it's an ongoing thing. Obama, the UK, and EU being their allies, funding the spread of terror to corner small children like her to become rape victims to terrorists who have lower age limits to their Islamic pedophilia. Your tax monies and gas purchases are being used for this evil. Now, granted, not all gas we're buying, okay, but, I mean, hey, they got to have the ethanol in the gas where they where they take up, you know, a tremendous amount of the farmland to, to farm their GMO corn so they can turn it into ethanol and put it in the gas so that ruins your engines. Got to have that, okay? Because that's we, we, we'd much rather use that land up, use those resources up, buy off the farmers to do that, and, and have it devoted to that because that's a big part of, of funding our own destruction as well and taking up the viable farmland and, and things of this nature. Now, while I say that, I should mention this product that I've been using. I'm not. It's not like I have uh, anything uh, gaining anything from the country co- company. It's called PRI. I try a lot of stuff like this because if something works good, I'm going to tell my listeners about it. And I, I ordered some of this, and a little. Uh, I don't know. 32 ounce bottle treats 512 gallons of gas. It's got a little thing on the front, on the top. Make sure if you get it, I think there's a cardboard thing in the cap. Don't take that out. Because if you keep this stuff in your car, if you take that out, it's going to splash all over your car. In the inside, it'll run down the sides and, and you will not, it'll, it's not good if you do that. They've got one for diesel and one for gas. And, um, it's a gas stabilizer, provides greater power, greater fuel efficiency, prevents damaging deposits, and contains no alcohol. And I believe, yeah, it's ideal for E10 gasoline, the ethanol. It helps to counter the uh, ethanol that they're putting in, which basically is one of the things that will end up um, damaging your engine. Your car will run better. You get a lot better gas mileage. I know on that trip that we took out west recently that... I believe that if I were to go from, oh, because I, 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 I did this a few times. I was really paying attention to the gas miles. Notice the big difference. You only have to use like one ounce per 16 gallons, I believe. And um, I would say that I could probably, if I were to fill it, top off the tank on a, on a, just a regular car, um, I was getting... I could probably get 500 miles out of a tank of gas. Um, and I, I couldn't do that before. And I was doing it not even by going by the mileage thing on the odometer or, or the gas thing so much as I was um, looking at how far I could literally travel on a tank of gas. This stuff really does, it's doing something good. Um, it also stabilizes your, your fuel and I think it helps counter all the ethanol that they're pumping in. Um, they've got it for diesel, gasoline, and for small engines as well. Um, gasoline-powered lawn and garden tools. And they've even got it for industrial. 
So anyway, I, I think this stuff's the real deal. It's PRI, um, the one you get for your cars, PRI-G. It's from Power Research, Inc. And their website's www.priproducts, one word, PRIproducts.com. And uh, you can find it on, like, eBay and, and stuff, and, and uh, it's it's good. I, it's, I've tried a lot of stuff like that, okay? And it's the only thing I've ever seen a real tangible difference in, knowing you know, it's not going to damage your engine either. It's actually going to do the opposite. So anyway, it's, it's one thing you could do, and I believe it's viable, um, and it will pay for itself. I, I believe that little, the what I use probably, I'd like to know how much actual gas it saved me on that trip. It, 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 I think it was substantial. I really believe that. Because I knew how my car was running before and what kind of gas mileage I could expect and this and that. And it also runs, you'll have more power. runs smoother as well. The, the fuel burns more efficiently. So, um, anyway. Uh, let's go further here. So, Obama, the UK, and the EU are being their allies, funding the spread of terror to the corner of small children like her to become rape victims to terrorists who have no who have no lower age limit to their Islamic pedophilia. Your tax monies and gas purchases are being used for this evil. The West must ban all trade, weapon sales, travels, visas, investments to and from Muslim countries to end this barbarism. Well, granted, that wouldn't end it, but it would be, you know... You wouldn't be giving money directly to Satan. Because that's... Increasingly, these co- these countries, all they are, are harboring these Islamic terrorists and giving them, you know, safe harbor and weapons and ammunition. And I just reported on last week that the government had given, I don't know how many billions, to Qatar, where we have our largest military base there. And um, that money was going to go... We, we know that Qatar is self-admittedly funding these radical terrorist organizations, the ones that are in, um, like, with Hamas now going against Israel. And this is why they can they can fire... I mean, I, I, the, the one Sean Hannity, Hannity report the other day, 10,000 rockets in the last... No, over 10,000 in the last 13 years in one town... One town, 10,000 rockets were fired at by Gaza. But Israel has no right to defend itself. And as when Sean was over there, it's like he's like, you just get numb to all of the all of the um, bomb shelter sirens going off all the time. 50 to 100 per day. And you're supposed to get into your into your bomb shelter. I mean, th- what they're doing is it's psychological warfare as much as physical they're trying to wear Israel down. Can you imagine growing up that way? I mean, all the playgrounds have bomb shelters where they're outside and they have to run into them all of the time to because the sirens are constantly going off. And then they, they found all those tunnels underground where they were literally going to come up and, and um, um, kidnap and... Um, I'm sure kill and behead and slay a whole bunch of, of Israeli people. There was it was going to be a coordinated attack, but they found the tunnels coming in from Gaza. I mean, elaborate tunnels. I can't even get into all that today. I was going to try, but I can't. I don't have time. I mean, I'm I'm only three pages into an 18 page study right now, and I'm 
just about overtime on my first part. I just can't get to it all anymore. Uh, it's the, the news is just coming in at such a breakneck pace. It is just, and I'm even I've ramped it back up to every week now, two, three parts, four parts, uh, maxing out my voice recorder, and I can't even get to it all anymore. It's just unbelievable. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying this is kind of what's going on. Uh, so now there is a good update that came out today and it said the U.S. military carried out a new series of airstrikes Sunday, today, against the ISIS targets in Iraq. And while some 20,000 Yazidi Iraqis, the Yazidis, the ones that were on the mountain that we talked about, 20,000 Yazidi Iraqis, which I believe is all of them, who had been trapped on Mount Sinjar, were rescued and taken to the Syrian-Iraqi border. So, I pray to God that is true. What we're hearing there is true. And I thank God that that did happen and that hopefully they, they can get out of there. But the, prob- the problem is, is this radical Islamic element, which is being funded by our government ultimately, even though we're supposedly we're, we're t- attacking them now, okay, to look like the good guys... That's just going to keep expanding. The Islamic Caliphate, this Sharia law, this, this, this quest for world domination, is just going to keep happening, particularly when you have the Illuminati funding these, these very same devils. And ultimately, it's all going to come against Israel and, and America. And I, again, I have a lot more material to cover. All the stuff they're doing in America, I'll try to maybe get to it next week. But I can't even get to it today. Here's the next report. ISIS jihadists are systematically beheading, beheading children in Iraq. Shocking beyond words. The details will absolutely sicken you. ISIS beheads Christian children in mass. Now, granted, they're including Catholics and I'm sure the um, Yazidis and, okay. The fact remains they're children. Okay. So, beheads Christian children in mass, Christian genocide holocaust. The world must know about this. And this is why I could not start this report today and do go into the Ebola stuff that I do need to cover. I just couldn't do it. I'm like, no, I gotta cover this. I've just gotta, I did probably two and a half, three hours putting this together before this started today. I was getting into this. And this is becoming the norm every week. I think I have everything done by, let's say, a Sunday study, and then I get to it, and then I re- I'm like, oh no, i got to do another study. <laughs> and added to this, even though I thought I was done the night before, I, I wasn't done. So, um, let's, let's play this little video here, this little audio. What's going on? This is truly... Uh- okay, this is CNN, Communist News Network. Okay, one of the worst, and they're even having to report on this. This is CNN. It's entitled "Christian Targeted Christians Targeted in Iraq: Sunni Extremists Targeting Christians and Other Minority Groups." Well, this is ISIS, and this is a guy interviewing um, uh, Mark Arabo, a California businessman and Chaldean African or Chaldean American leader, in an interview with CNN's Jonathan Mon. And what he says on ha- is happening in Iraq right now, and so this is what this is what he's saying, and this is 
you know, being confirmed every day. A living nightmare that's not going away. Uh, Christianity and Mosul is dead, and a Christian holocaust is in our midst. Seven weeks ago, we went to Washington, D.C., and we actually were calling this a Christian... I mean, I'm never going to say Christianity is dead any place on the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and all they that dwell therein. Okay, that's what the Bible says. Christianity is never going to be dead anywhere in the universe. Okay? Um, but I get what he's saying regarding their, all the Christians are either being beheaded and systematically destroyed and this and that. Okay, I, I get that, but I'm not going to say what he said. Genocide. And since then, day by day, it's getting worse and worse. More children are being beheaded. Mothers are being raped and killed. The fathers are being hung. Right now, uh, 300,000 Christians are in Iraq fleeing, living in neighboring cities, just wanting a chance not just to survive but to live. And we've been calling on State Department. Uh, we had a, a meeting at the White House last week with Ben Rhodes, uh, myself and other Kelly and community leaders throughout the country. And what we're saying is folks should follow Francis Lee. They should offer asylum. The world community should come together. France has actually offered asylum, which is really surprising to me, because France has a very large Islamic uh, population, a very radicalized Islamic population that would probably love to see the infidels killed as well, and they're just building up like they always do in every country until they'll get to a point where they will, you know really, really start to show their true colors and, and openly slain and killing and beheading in the streets. This is where this is where Islam's moving toward in every every place that it gets any kind of foothold. But they are they did offer them asylum, which I think thought was great. We've had tremendous success in Washington with Congressman Juan Vargas authoring HR 683. I, I, I want to go back, forgive me for interrupting, I want to go back to something you said, because uh, the atrocities committed by ISIS are well known, but still, you're, you're, you're startling me with the severity of what you're describing. You say they are beheading children? They are systematically beheading children, and mothers and fathers. The world hasn't seen an evil like this for generations. Uh, there's actually a park in Mosul They've actually beheaded children and put their heads on a stick, and they have. There's a there's a park in Mosul where they're beheading them and putting their heads on a stick. Children. There's one picture, and I didn't put it in this, of of a beheaded child, a little girl. With it doesn't show her head, but she's she's been decapitated. It shows her body. A little girl. I mean. You, 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 you just can't comprehend stuff like this. I mean, this, this is like, I mean, you, you've heard like demon possessed, but it's almost like these people are, are, are I, I, I don't even know. It's just speechless. The absolute evil and sheer wickedness of this. This has to be known. This has to be broadcast. This has to be, this information needs to be gotten. I mean, this is on CNN. I mean, there's multiple reports confirming this type of behavior. This is what happens when Islam is left unchecked. 
This is what happens when wicked people rule and reign. Ultimately, you will get into to beheading of children, raping of children, child brides. It's the children that Satan really loves to, to kill and destroy and to defile because he loves to vampirize their innocence. In the park. This is crimes against humanity. The whole world should come together. This is much broader than a community or a faith. This is crimes against humanity, and they're the, doing the most horrendous, the most heartbreaking crimes you could think of. Now, I, I want to ask you specifically about what happened in Mosul, because uh, it was widely reported that when ISIS took control of Mosul, which, depending on how you do the numbers, is the second largest city in Iraq, they gave Christians an ultimatum, which would be to convert to Islam, to pay a fine, or, in, in their phrase, death by the sword. It's very clear. Um, they are killing people, but are, are Christians managing to escape by, by paying a fine? Are, are the ones who cooperate, at least, assured of any safety? Sure. So the letter that they sent out with those three items, uh, they did ask to pay a fine, but they're actually, after they pay a fine, they're actually taking uh, over their, their wives and their daughters and making them into their wives. So really it's convert or die. Uh, face death by the sword. So again, more more fruit of the of the um, religion of peace. Now let's go into back into the article, and you see a little. Oh, he looks to be he or she. It's hard to tell. Maybe three, maybe two and a half. Little baby on its knees with a little sweater on and a little little uh, little knit cap, and he's got three machine guns pointed at his head. And I don't know if this was moments before the little guy's or little girl's death. You know, I mean, it's just incomprehensible. The Bible says in Psalm 37, verse 32, that the wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. You have to understand, the wicked want to kill. And they'll watch the righteous in particular. These are the, these are the groups that, are, that would be um, considered a real thorn in the side of it. Okay, continuing on uh, with this report. We see, it says, right now 3,000 Christians are in Iraq fleeing to neighboring cities. Uh... Arbo is calling on the international community to follow France's lead to offer Christians of Iraq asylum. They are systematically beheading children. Uh, we've already heard all this. Okay, this was in the actual interview that we just played here. Um, so you got the picture of the little girl or boy with three guns, machine guns, pointed at his or her head. Um, and evidently they want this to be well known that this is the type of, of maggots that they are. Because, I mean, you know, I think that's doing maggots a disservice saying that. It's giving them a bad name, pretty much. And then you have the next picture of a boy that, oh, I don't know, it looks like, um, four or five brave Islamic warriors are holding down and it looks like they're getting ready to hack off his head with some type of I don't even know what it is. And he's there in a look of total terror. They're not doing it yet, but they are probably going to be doing it. 
And so this is, these are the type of, of images evidently they want released and they want the world to know. So I'm trying to help them out and, and, and kind of be their PR person, you know, public relations person, so that, that the whole, uh, at least my listener base can understand what kind of, of stinking animals we're dealing with here. Um, and then you have the, the last image. And now I'm leaving out the one where they beheaded the little girl. And where they're beheading people and holding their heads up. And I'm not putting those in the PDF. Uh, and so, but these are just some of the images. Some of the, of the um, images that are, are uh, much less graphic than the other ones on this webpage. It's called Bare Naked Islam. And um, then the last image we're seeing the children that they're stacking uh, up like cordwood. Now these aren't Muslims. These are the parents that that um, of these or the uh, the uh, the tribe that was up there in the mountain that were starving. The, the children and all the people were starving and uh, dying of dehydration. And they're stacking them up here to bury them under the rocks. They had no choice in this particular. Uh, thing. So, <clears throat> Deuteronomy 33.11 says, Bless Lord his substance and accept the work of his hands. Smite through the loins of them that rise against him and of him that hate him, that they rise not again. And again, kind of like an imprecatory prayer against the wicked, uh, which would be very pertinent and... Um, Apropos regarding the situation that we're looking at here, uh, let's go further here. Uh, let's see. Okay, so going further, uh, quote here by uh, Arabo of ISIS. He said they're absolutely killing every Christian they see. This is absolutely a genocide in every sense of the word. They want everyone to convert, and they want Sharia law as the law of the land. So this is what, you know, um, they're all about. Now, the Bible says in Exodus 32, 27, And he said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side, and go in and out from the gate to the gate throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother, and every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. Now, the reason verses like this are in the Bible, and things like this occurred, um, in the Old Testament is because they just like now they had whole races of people in Old Testament times where literally the whole nation was defiled. It was a whole nation of wicked, evil doers, and this is almost reminiscent of what we're seeing here. I mean, the, the, the moderate Muslims who do nothing about any of this and just go along with this and capitulate to all this, to me, they're no better, you know, because they're just letting this happen. And, and so this is why, if you ever wondered why verses like that are in the Bible, because a nation or a race, particularly in this case, a, 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 a religious cult like Islam, uh, if left unchecked, will continue to degenerate and become more evil to the point where you you have a, a literal um, <clears throat> army of unredeemable devils. And I'm not saying they all are, but I'm saying it could eventually get to that point. And I believe this is why there's these types of things in the Bible, if you've ever wondered about that. I wanted to kind of 
throw that in. Jeremiah 21.7. And I'm not saying everybody go out and start killing Muslims. I'm just saying that, that these are verses in the Bible. And, and people like this are the reason that they're there. Um, and afterwards, saith the Lord, I will deliver Zedekiah, king of Judah, and his servants, and the people, and as such as left her in the city, uh, into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and into the hand of their enemies. In this case, God's delivering them into the hand of their enemies, and into the hand of those that seek their life, and he shall smite them with the edge of the sword. He shall not spare, neither have pity, nor have mercy. Again, another example of a verse in the Bible where um, somebody... Uh, most likely a, a nation of evildoers that have shown no mercy will obtain no mercy. And these Islamic devils, uh, particularly with ISIS, are the most unmerciful evil sect of Islam I've ever seen. Now, you've got really some good competition though down in Africa too with the, what they've done. Um, and, you know, Hamas and these others... <laughs> They're all, they're all, I, I guess, jockeying to to make sure that you know they they get elected as you know the most evil. It's almost like one sect of radical Islam is trying to outdo the others to see which one can be more wicked and evil, so that they're they're um, uh, satisfying their master Satan better. I guess I, I don't know. So then, <clears throat> next report: Muslim mob abducts Christian nurse from her home, gang rapes her over and over again. See, this is the fruit of Islam. That, that I like to point out. Because evidently they're proud of this, so, you know. This is jihad that the Obama aided and abetted in ushering in. This is Obama's Libya after his surrender in Benghazi. The abduction of this young Filipino Christian took place only a few days after a Filipino construction worker was beheaded amid allegations he was killed for not being a Muslim. But the UN seeks to prosecute Israelis for war crimes for defending themselves against the satanic force seeking to destroy humanity. The hypocrisy there. Every rational and freedom-loving man cannot fathom why the world is submitting to such savagery. A Filipino Christian nurse in Tripoli, Libya, was abducted by Muslims from her home and gang-raped by up to six Muslim men. But see, that's okay because they're the religion of peace, and we need to just shut our mouths about them and you know give them every pass on the planet, which is pretty much what's been done to them for a long time by the lamestream press. According to one report, the woman was seized outside a residence on Wednesday and taken to an unknown location where she was sexually abused by up to six men. The Philippines foreign, I mean, and they think that they're going to get a reward from Allah for this. Because she's kafar, she's a Christian, so whatever they can do to defile an infidel, the, the, the better. They're going to get a better reward. Yeah, they're going to they're get a better reward in hell is what they're going to get. Their hellfire will burn just that much brighter where the worm dieth not. Um, <clears throat> anyway, she was released about two hours later and then taken to a hospital for treatment. I mean, she was just fortunate that they didn't kill her. I guess she paid her dues by letting them rape her over and over repeatedly by six different guys. I guess so they said, ah, we'll, we'll cut her a break. We won't cut her head off like we did the Filipino construction worker right before. The incident took place only a few days after the Filipino construction worker was beheaded. Um, because he wasn't a Muslim. Following the latest incident, the Filipino government called for the evacuation of 13,000 citizens in Libya. See, this is the way it's going to increasingly get. Any other religion, particularly any one that has any kind of Christian, even if it's not a true Christian faith, they're just going to have to evacuate these people. They're all going to be systematically murdered if left unchecked. Next report. And I, I kind of 
modified the title of this report. Yearning for Hellfire, young demon-possessed Muslim men flock to join ISIS to better serve their lord and master, Satan. The U.S. spy agencies have begun to see groups of fighters abandoning Al-Qaeda affiliates in Yemen and Africa to join the rival Islamic organization that has seized territory in Iraq and Syria and has been targeted in American airstrikes. This is said by U.S. officials. The movements are seen by U.S. counterterrorism analysts as a worrisome indication of the expanding appeal of a group, the expanding appeal, okay, of a group known as ISIS that has overwhelmed military forces in the region and now sees itself in direct conflict with the United States. So, all of these atrocities that I just read off, there's a whole swath of demon-possessed Muslim devils that are saying, you know what? Those guys are the good guys. You know, they're doing Allah's bidding. They're who I, I want to be on the winning team. So I'm going to, I'm going to abandon my Al-Qaeda. It's, it's not quite hardcore enough. I'm going to go with these guys because obviously they're on the side of righteousness. And we've just looked at all the fruit of their righteousness, you know, in, uh, the past time, way over time on this part. Uh, but sorry about that. Anyway, so. One headline reads, A message from ISIS to the U.S. Islamist Islamist militants tweet gruesome images of dead American soldiers and vow to blow up embassies as the terrorist convoys wiped out in the second round of airstrikes. Now, this could be the excuse that is used to say, well, we're we're going after ISIS now. Uh, We have, um, we're siding with uh, at least somewhat we're siding with uh, Israel regarding these Hamas attacks from, from Gaza. And this could be the excuse for all of these Islamic sleeper cells that are already pre-positioned in America that I've already told you about to go hot and to finally say, okay, we're going to attack the great Satan America because you're, you're doing this to us and, and uh, we want we want to be able to go and kill and steal and rape and pillage wherever we want, and how dare you fight against us. So, understand, this could be the, the excuse used to spark that off, which would obviously be a most likely martial law situation in America. Uh, <clears throat> small groups from a number of Al-Qaeda affiliates have defected ISIS, as the group is also known, as the group is known by ISIS, meaning said a U.S. official with access to classified intelligent assessments. And this problem will probably be probably become more acute as ISIS continues to rack up victories. Well, let's hope that um, these victories aren't racking up more. And analysts and U.S. officials estimate ISIS has as many as 10,000 fighters in Iraq and Syria, including those who were freed from prisons by ISIS and Sunni loyalists who have joined the fight as a group advanced. See, I've always said for a long time, you've got Shia, Sunni, you've got different various sects of the Muslims that supposedly war against one another and kill one another, but I really truly believe that they're all going to get on the same page the more they become united against Israel and America. And if this Imam Mahdi appears, the the, um, 13th Imam, their awaited Lord and Savior, if he appears on the horizon, uh, who they only believe he's going to appear through much bloodshed on both sides, 
that they're really all going to get on the same page really quickly, and then you're really going to have a a just frothing at the mouth, bloodthirsty Muslim horde willing to you know do anything. So that would that would further complicate things greatly. Uh, <clears throat> but that number doesn't likely include these this ten thousand fighters doesn't include the latest recruits, mostly young men between the ages of sixteen and twenty five who are primarily poor, unemployed, demon-possessed, with a lack of education. I put in the demon-possessed part. So, anyway, that's that's our report for trying to bring you up a little bit up to speed with what's going on in Iraq right now and um, Syria. A little more fruit of Islam. So I'm going to go ahead and end part one here, and we will go to part two next. God bless you. Scott Johnson's 800-plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-4-F-O-R-Truth-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, box number 321, Hickory, North Carolina, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.